Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 401. We all got together after seeing the new Star Wars movie, and we invited the one and only... Jay Clark from An Elegant Weapon. It was good. It's good getting him on the podcast. He is the uh, guy we know that knows about Star Wars. <laughs> I feel like every person, you know, you have like the hermit character, like that's the trope and media is like that hermit who he's the wise one you yeah. know and in the modern like in the simpsons whoever the the nerdy guy is I forget it. you know it's he's right there on the shirt <laughs> yeah tony's wearing him but uh he's the star wars version he's yeah like, if i have star wars questions i'm gonna go to yeah. jay well anthony comes through with a lot of yeah you got a lot of stuff going on in there star wars wise i played a lot of i will when I, that's the thing is we talked about it in, in the episode but um I really grew up in the Star Wars fandom, and so my dad even, mm-hmm. even though my dad has no nerd cred whatsoever, my dad and I read tons of Star Wars books sure. together. So I saw the original or the prequel trilogy. I saw the originals with my dad, you know, all that uh-huh. stuff. So, so we took all that knowledge and we dissected this movie and said the few good things and the few bad things and everything in between to give a full-on review of the movie. Hopefully you guys have seen the movie already because you shouldn't be listening to this because there's (laughs) spoilers of many within this episode. But grab a drink. Think on some of the things we brought up because we brought up many points that other people may not have. And enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast episode 401. Star Wars, The Rise of Palpatine. Unlimited power! I remember that happening a few times over eight years. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. It happens. It's absolutely retarded that we have been doing this for eight fucking years. Yeah, that's a long time. That's the longest time Tony's done any one thing, I think. Uh, That is true. How long did you work at 7-Eleven? Well, that was actually... Yeah, close to eight years, yeah. so yeah, maybe. So he's podca- been podcasting the same amount of time he had his longest job. So this this job is my and job. He's never made a cent for it. No, <laughs> zero dollars, <laughs> and rightfully so. No one should pay for this. <laughs> That's actually the best tagline for this movie. No one should pay for Aww. this. Ooh. I disagree. <clears throat> That's not fair. <laughs> oh, we do have uh, differing opinions uh, on this episode of the show to talk about the rise of Skywalker. And we have Jay, Mr. Jay from An Elegant Weapon with us because he's the, the name just makes sense to me now. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, you've had the moment. <laughs> oh, he is an appropriate guest. <laughs> <laughs> He can stay. He's our foremost expert on all things Star Wars and weed, but that's not what we're going to talk about this time. I think, (laughs) should we do like a compliment sandwich where we talk about a good thing, we talk about our bad things, and we talk about a good things? 
That's going to be really rough on Tony trying to come up with good things. <laughs> I mean, it'll be really rough on me coming up with bad things. My, I, my sandwich uh, is going to be all about the meat. <laughs> Jay, I'm totally with you. I fucking loved this movie a lot. Mine's going to be all about the glaze of the bread. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have, uh, I mean, there's so much to talk about. Uh, obviously, we're going to be jumping all around from different themes of the movie. But, Linz, why don't you tell us the defining moment for you? What made this so... It, it just made my heart feel good. I fucking cried from, like, the minute it started and you got the scroll going till the very end and it wasn't like oh my god this movie's horrible i'm crying through the whole thing it was like it just made me feel like an eight-year-old girl again which i loved and i watched it from that place of like what was the first one you saw the first one i saw was star wars so you saw the original yeah right? yeah I, my dad showed, i watched those with my dad when i was little pre-prequels yes gotcha the ogs so and i watched this whole movie like that like it was like little lens watching star wars mm-hmm. And I loved it. It made me feel good. <laughs> Tony? What, the first time I ever watched uh, Star Wars was no. on Muppet Babies. Oh, okay. And that's what made me be like, what the hell was this <laughs> thing that they were parodying? And then found it. Uh, what, defining the best moment? Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, there were some cool uh, lightsaber battles. But I will say, the part that just got me, I thought it was hilarious, was Chewie finally getting that medal. Yeah. I, at first I was like, what the fuck is that trinket that Leia wanted him to have? And then it was my aha moment where I'm like, he finally got the damn medal. Yeah, that he should have gotten. In the books he movies. got the medal and then he gave it away. But <laughs> Look at you with all your extra knowledge. <laughs> uh, that's not canon anymore, so I don't respect it. <laughs> Jay, what was your uh, best moment of the movie? My best moment of the movie. I, you know, it's weird. I haven't thought about my best moment. Come on, you said you've um, already done like three of these shows now. Of the movie. Yeah, I know, but oddly enough, it's just been like, uh, there's oh, maybe I have. There's just been so much. But I mean, I had several moments that I love. Honestly, my favorite scene in the entire movie movie might have been Babu Frick. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I absolutely love that character. He was he's like the like the Rizzo or the Pedro of the uh or the Pepe of the Star Wars universe. He reminded me of like that style Muppet and I just loved that character. I love that the humor in this one felt appropriate. Like uh I will say yeah, even... I think uh C3PO nailed it. Every line C3PO delivered was on time and appropriate. Absolutely. Like, it wasn't like goofy. I mean, it was goofy, but it was always appropriate and it didn't pull you out of the scene just at it. And the uh when they run into the when they're running through the the one ship and they run into those two stormtroopers and she uses the mind trick and says, "It's okay that we're here." And then the other the stormtrooper says, "It's okay that you're here." And then the <laughs> other one next to him goes, it's good. <laughs> that was easily my favorite moment. Of the movie. Yeah. I, that was so so funny. Do you know the delivery of that? It's good. I was like, oh, Joe. I'm see, glad you're that's... here. Honestly, oh, I so thought good. of you during just hearing that. It's good. I was like, that's just kind of like a stoner thing. And I just thought of you, Jay. Really, it's, it, it's I just good. like. Remember the Last Jedi at the very beginning when they make that phone call joke where he's holding for Hux. 
like that's the moment I got taken out of that movie and never brought back in because I was like, this is so inappropriately thrown in there that I, I don't understand at all where the jokes in this one weren't out of the galaxy. They weren't out of the realm of possibility where, cause that was an earth joke. You know what I mean? Like pure earth joke holding for Dr. Hux or whatever, or general Hux. Yeah. It's, I, I, I just found it such nonsense. So the humor in this one was absolutely brilliant. And I just want to be clear as much as I loved this movie for, for many reasons and what it did, I am not a fan of the new trilogy. So I loved this movie in a way for what it made up for the last time and, and the several other things, but I just don't want it to come off if I'm defending this movie that I'm defending this trilogy because I am not. So <clears throat> just want to be clear on that. <laughs> Charles, what was your best uh, moment? Speaking of Hux. Oh, him? When uh, he's like, I'm the traitor. And then he gets shot. The next scene. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the most direct, because obviously a lot of this movie was about Abrams fixing what fixing. he thought was fixing. Ryan, But I don't think he needed Ryan to fix anything. But this movie was him changing and fixing things from the last movie um, that he felt needed to be fixed. And that was definitely one, because uh, the... You know, Hux's character was kind of just really weird in Rise of the Jedi, and or Last Jedi, and so in Rise of Skywalker, he's like, you know what we'll do? We'll make him useful, and then we'll just delete him. That's basically kind of kind of like what they starting, did to the Rose. Yeah. Can you imagine like starting a house of cards? Like you just like stacking him, stacking him, then you go away for like five minutes and come back, and there's toothpicks now instead of cards, and you have to fix it. Make it work. Oh, that's a good analogy. Yeah, I'm up on that analogy. Force Awakens is the cards. Oh, Last Jedi's toothpaste. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> oh, hi. Anything spoon fed to my brain to understand. Oh well, uh, Jay, what do you think of uh, the Last Jedi? I thought it was a flaming pile of trash. Oh, I thought so. it was the greatest insult to any Star Wars fan that could have ever been laid down in any medium. Have you seen the I'm original? Harsh about it because of one reason, and you—he killed our hero. Like I'm—I'm I'm sorry. Like to, to also say, like I'm a big EU guy. I've been reading Legends, as they put it now, for 25, 30 years at this point, and to have taken this hero that was our hero and all of our heroes since we were a young boy. You know, Luke Skywalker, who was who stood before the Emperor himself, you know, and was able to resist the dark side in front of the Emperor himself and saved the galaxy. You're going to tell me that this kid, who apparently was going to grow into the greatest Jedi Master, got so rattled at a 15-year-old boy that he literally lit the lightsaber over his bed? No, that's the moment for me that that movie was just like... It just ruined everything. I was like, we're screwed now. There's no coming back from making Luke Skywalker look like a wussy. That wasn't the point at all of any of this trilogy. The whole point of this entire story is redemption, mm -hmm. is, is you know, is turning to the light, is not, I, I don't Isn't know. Isn't that what all the other angry. movies were about, too? No, Say not again? the original trilogy. That oh, was not redemption. I mean, it in the original, was... it, like, sorry, go on. Well, I, I mean, it was about... <clears throat> 
okay, it was about Luke, but it was Darth Vader having his redemption arc because the whole thing was you take the first three, which is about Darth Vader, and you see now these ones about Darth Vader. You think that it's about Luke and Leia, but really it's about Darth Vader making that final choice to not kill his Sith Lord and be part good. He had his redemption. Right, but it was Luke who brought him back, right? I mean, none of this happens without Luke not giving up on his father. And so, again, right? we I had... Mean, a... That was the spark that caused him to throw the Emperor over the over the railing was Luke's undying love. And all of a sudden, this like, and then 30 years later, when he's apparently gone through all these grand Jedi adventures and all this training to become this grand master, he gets so shaken by his 15 year old nephew that like, I even get the thoughts of worry of doubt of maybe giving up a little and struggling. That's all great. Conflict is very important, but you're going to tell me that Luke Skywalker, the guy who stood before the emperor himself got so freaked out by a 15 year old child that he literally lit the lightsaber. I could even see a moment of him standing over the bed and being, you know, worried and Kylo, you know, or Ben having like these weird thoughts, but whatever, but he lit the lightsaber. That is so far away from anything I've ever known Luke Skywalker to be. And sure, you can say it's all shit because it's all legends now and none of it counts, but those stories are infinitely better than anything Disney has given us up until now. He didn't just light the lightsaber over him. He... They can read each other's minds or something. Or uh, Ben can read minds or interrogate, right? Sure. So he knew he what he was thinking at the time. And it no matter what, it was a little momentary thought of, I can stop this kid from whatever. But that, that, that really did happen. It wasn't just light the lightsaber. And I'm, I'm not trying to, like, argue. I'm just, like, defending that. Oh, no. And it, I, wasn't, it wasn't that tiny. I forgot about that part, to be honest, uh, now that you mention it. And... Yeah, true. That was a terrible scene that did take away from from Luke. But looking at even Rise of Skywalker, though, it's the same story. But but here, let me let me mention this: the movie's named Rise of Skywalker, and the final penultimate battle is between a Palpatine and a Palpatine. It's yeah. not. It's had <laughs> nothing to do with any Skywalkers. It. The closest yeah. thing is that she's kind of a Padawan of Luke's, but not really because well, he spent like she names herself Skywalker. Yeah, she but does, also, but well, Ben yeah, is yeah. Uh, yeah, that was Skywalker blood. Wasn't down with that, and yeah. he he kind of he know, is, but he like, rises to the occasion. But yeah, how about that? I mean, he, he I mean, in the <laughs> final a, battle, he's he, he's not even like involved <laughs> in the final like the power struggle because, and if you look at each of the movies, Episode Three, the power struggle is Obi Wan versus Anakin on Mustafar. And then episode six, it is Luke versus Vader (laughs) Emperor, that that impact. In this one, it is Palpatine versus Palpatine. And this is like all nine movies are, yes, they're they're space operas, and so that works with the fact that the Skywalkers are the center of all of this Mm -hmm. because they are, you know. All the Jedi are eliminated by a Skywalker. Uh, Balance is brought to the Force by a Skywalker. Twice. Two Skywalkers. Um, And then the last one, it's like, yeah, we don't really care about the Skywalkers. And yes, she names herself, but that's like her naming herself Skywalker at the end is like you watching a Christmas movie, and they say the name of the movie as a line, and you're like, ha ha, that's the name of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. That's basically what her naming herself Skywalker (laughs) at the end, because there's no continuation of this. That's the other thing. When you when you end this, you need to be satisfied 
with it completely because there's not a 10. And if there is, it's not for a while. Right. Because well, that, and it doesn't make stuff. any sense. Well, the biggest problem I have, and it's going back to what you said about these are all favorite. about redemption stories. I think redemption stories have been played out enough within the series that my biggest gripe is Ben Solo. Uh, he, going back to what I was saying, Darth Vader did not kill his Sith Lord. So he didn't go straight all evil. He didn't go all in because that's what they've said before. When you uh, rise to that occasion, you have to kill your uh, it's the, it's person to replace. Yeah. He didn't kill Kylo. Kylo killed Snoke. And then that's, also, yeah. he was being pretty much uh, Space Hitler for a good amount of time. He killed his father. This, like, to have a all of a sudden one-word moment to flip a switch to be like, I'm going to be good now? No. We are to forgive the countless stars and everything and people that he still continued on killing. Mm -hmm. So, let me get this straight. You're okay with Vader fucking flipping a switch at the end because his son showed him love. They've always shown okay they've with, always shown Vader having not okay with Kylo Ren flipping a switch anger. at the end. They've shown Vader for everything having love. anger, but they've also shown him having restraint and also considering yeah. not going full Vader on was anger. Old. Kylo Ren's like a baby. Ben He's like a kid throwing a tantrum. Ben felt <laughs> the sacrifice that his mom made. So yeah. I think he was he was changed by that. I think the the yeah, issue that, and, and Ray had been working on him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Over yeah. over having this diatribe bullshit. Well, remember that think, is you know. But the big problem is I just gotta interject. Sorry, the hugest problem with this whole trilogy is the fact that it made the the chosen one, the prophecy. It made his sacrifice null and void. Bringing back the emperor was a huge issue because you make yep. everything Darth Vader did pointless. Yep. Right, and that's well, the whole fucking idea. This entire saga. Is that it's the Skywalker saga, the story of uh, Anakin Skywalker, Can we just write off the whole his redemption, thing, and these ones just ruin it. And that's like why I never understood. Can we just write that off and say that that never happened? The chosen one yeah, thing. Yeah, it's 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 like you know, and then they make it even more like you're not sure who the chosen one is at this point. But then you hear at the I'm end, there Anakin one. actually say, well, "Bring balance to the Force, like I did." You know, <laughs> so sure, maybe he helped the Force to reawaken. But I didn't. I never understood why. I mean. Again, I'll, you'll find me going back to the EU a lot, but it's just the 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 difference in the the comparison between the stories is, it's I wish the whole world could understand what was in those stories because they didn't try to go back to that Sith well. They let the Sith die as it should have, you know, except for a few other pop in side stories and characters here and there that were kind of left over. But you had the Yuuzhan Vong, right? You had yep. this amazing, amazing new enemy that did had nothing to do with a prophecy or anything. That caused Luke to have to go to some serious levels to build his academy and make steps himself. And to throw all that away, to just redo everything they all did, you know, that's the thing that drives me the most crazy. But as far as like going in and just wanting to enjoy a Star Wars movie, you wouldn't I felt have enjoyed this was it more if of you a Star Wars movie than the first It was all just laid out for you like you wanted. You wouldn't have enjoyed it. You had to be surprised and you had to be, you, had, you know, it's a discussion piece, right? Like well, it. I think that they did a really good job of... I'm surprised by nothing. 
thing, though. Like, I called this, like, in the first movie. I was like, you... oh, so we're going to get to the end, and Ben's going to have to turn to the light side to oh, help yeah, Ray destroy yeah. whatever the evil is. I mean, we knew that true. from The Force Awakens. It was obvious. Well, yeah. I knew that they were going to shoehorn Ray in as being uh, somehow related to Palpatine. I was thinking maybe a, a clone, which could have been more, I thought would have been better uh, than having to imagine he had sex at some point. Uh, well, see, they should have stuck to that. That's one thing from The Last Jedi they should have stuck to, is that she should have been nobody. Yeah, just like because Anakin. For the entire first movie, for the entire A New Hope, when we know nothing about Vader, nothing about him being Luke's father, Luke is nobody. Luke's just a farm boy. A kid who came from a desert planet from nothing, to, and he came to save the rebellion. Mm-hmm. Right, like that was the epicness of the very first movie. We like we had no idea about like bloodlines yet. Didn't matter. This little kid from nowhere comes up and becomes a hero, and that's how they should have stuck with Ray. Like I don't th- I think it was so pointless. Like connecting all that, she should have just been somebody who was nobody and rose to the occasion. You know what I mean? And that breaks a lot of things that Luke and Leia knew this. They kept it from her and everyone. Yeah. I th- I, well, I think that the what they did well in in the trilogy, the whole trilogy, is that I don't they, think. Sorry, I don't think they did know. Uh, How? I don't think there was, was any, th- any reason knew. for them to ever think so or know. Leia, Leia said Luke. it's not your lineage. Uh, all people can be good. They and were then, hinting well, heavily. Well, that's after Rey and then, figured out herself. But remember, in the cat, in the little hut on the island in Last Jedi, like Luke's very confused. He's like, he knows she's somebody, but doesn't know exactly who, because he's like, who are you? Well, they make like, they make a direct uh, quote in the, well, in the movie he, he to just, it. He's he's cut off from the force. He he doesn't know the stranger that just walked in anyway. Well, in in this movie, they it, I'd have to look in back and find it, but I actually remember them saying that one Leia knew. They yeah. specifically say, "Oh, Leia yeah. knew who," yeah. mm-hmm. and then. Oh, um, I think Ben says that to yeah. her. Like oh. he says, "Luke and Leia knew," or "My mom, my mother knew." Yeah. Well, that's what. Like yeah, that. looking at filmmaking I mean, can side. You trust what that boy says. Well, filmmaking side, they <laughs> right? probably didn't know within uh, the Last Jedi because they were trying to keep it a no one. I think uh, Rian Johnson was truly going that route, which would have been perfect. Yeah. But JJ yeah. came in and perfect. had a retcon that and. Uh, Go ahead and throw Palpatine within yeah. here, and I think that that ruined it more than any yeah. bad. It, it would have been much nicer having the last Skywalker, Ben Solo, assist this nobody. You know, this nobody comes along and not only saves the rebellion, but is able to turn Ben Kenobi back or Ben Skywalker back to the light side. Right? Well, I don't know a beautiful how little story. They said that Snoke was the one that was uh, making them be able to talk to each other, and I thought. She had shut that off at the end, uh, last battle in The Last Jedi. Like, she's like, I'm cutting you off and turned it off. But now it seems like for the past year, he's been pretty much uh, stalking her. her. Yeah. yeah. And and not only that, then... It's, it's consensual. Consensual. <laughs> hey, so we'll pretend he's that Palpatine like, really knock, is knock. truly doing this and everything, <laughs> giving him this like, power. Sure, Where the fuck, because I, I know you are very particular in this, these extra Jedi powers come from. In the EO, EU, yeah, this diatribe thing. Have, I mean, have, I'm they, not ever, sure have they ever? Have they ever teleported a lightsaber over? Yeah, yeah. Distance? What if force teleportation? I don't know if that's something I can. Get Sounds kind of rapey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think what they did really well with these movies is that they established the 
like the they did some great force powers. They did some great interaction with the characters, and then they kind of muddled things. I think that's the where I have the problem because I did still enjoy this movie. I went and I watched it. I was happy that I paid for the ticket. You know, I paid the twenty dollars IMAX 3D, and I was like, it was totally worth my money. Um, the trilogy is done. You know, the series. You know, the trilogy, trilogy, whatever you call. It's finally over. Let's move on with anthology. Uh, antho- yeah, I mean, and but I think they muddled stuff. So like the force powers, you have some incredible use of force powers. We've seen force lightning. Now we just see bigger force lightning. That makes Was sense. anybody He's else like super pissed when they thought that Chewie died as an accident? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, Oops. what? 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 I was about to turn it off. <laughs> and we I saw like that. I thought he was going to be out. I thought that was going to be like the most jarring. I was like, oh, they are going to do something. Yeah, they're going to take a chance, well, but they did not. That's they... a great example where that's a great storytelling. And I think... Lindsay, you were saying earlier we were talking that it's, it's made for kids. Yeah. Like, the movie's made for kids. And I've told Tony this. We've had discussions many times. I'm tired of redemption. Like, people, characters recovering from things they shouldn't recover from. Or being redeemed from things they shouldn't be redeemed of. You know, I watch anime. A lot of anime characters are saved and they become good guys. <coughs> and we're like, are, we're just going to forget the slaughter that that well, that's here. why they killed Kylo Ren or Ben because he can't come back from that. Well, that's I think that's an an appropriate re- redemption yeah. was him. I yeah. think that uh, his character was just messed up this entire thing. Like how they handled in each movie was just kind of weird. He was too whiny in the first one. I mean, that runs in his family. It does. Oh. <laughs> it does, but it's hard. It's. Here's Both the thing Anakin is that Luke we're super fucking whiny. What's the cream for that lightsaber burn? <laughs> but they, I mean, you have the opportunity to be, like, better with your villain. And I totally, like, the weak-minded, influenced by a stronger persona right. is a great combination. Which is why I read <laughs> The Rise of Kylo Ren. <laughs> because it kind of explains that Snoke has been talking to him way before the lightsaber light the lightsaber over his bed scene oh, yeah. actually happened. He's been tempted. So as soon as for that happened, he, that's what I figured. Yeah. As soon as that happened, he left and went straight to Snoke. Yeah. And yep. Snoke's just hanging out in his garden, like I expected you to be here about <laughs> eight o'clock, not nine. <laughs> <laughs> now, I th- and I just think that's the problem is that they muddled. I think that if for this specific movie, yes, over the trilogy, but this specific one, Abrams said, I need to fix this thing or I need to change this thing that was established in the last movie. And you're like, okay, I'm, I'm cool with it. And then he went a little too far and you're like, well, okay, you kind of overdid it, you know. Well, I want to go back to the Force powers. The best battle, I think, was when Rey was in Kylo's room and Kylo was down on the planet and you see them yeah. talking to each other and then they're battling and it's switching from scene to scene. But you know that it's more of a mindscape like hologram until he grabs uh, her necklace yeah, yeah. and then it's you're like astral plane man yeah the, he, he physically interacted with it which was a holy shit moment and then I'm like that's a whole Star Wars breaking moment because where I can believe uh, it gives you supernatural strength and agility and uh, doing some lightning or mind tricks and stuff mm-hmm. if they had established it in something else where it's hard to do, but like you have to be super powerful, so not every Jedi can do this. But this is something totally new, out of the blue, that served the only purpose was to give Kylo his lightsaber in the end battle. Well, maybe that's why that uh, 
you know, Jedi aren't supposed to have partners, uh, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, and have kids. Well, Maybe that's why. It's well, because it gets all messed up and stuff. I mean, I those are the, the rules from the from the beginning, right? You can't have a love interest. Yep. And then, they, you know, Leia has a kid. And that kid is super powerful in ways that just, wait, we didn't see this coming before. I Maybe think, just new stuff happens. I think the problem what I have with this isn't the nature of teleporting things. Whatever. We, I mean, there is forced teleportation in the past of... And then we saw Luke do the astral projection. I was totally fine with that. It was weird. I don't know why it killed him, but I okay, yeah, it happened. But um, I think with this is, and I I think this is the part that Abrams didn't pay enough t- attention to, and didn't learn from <laughs> the existing extended universe that whatever you do in the movies is established forever as possible. And so now we have like the like the Holdo run. Yeah. I mean, we have forever now, we have the idea that um, if you just have two Jedi that are, or two Force users that are connected enough, they can teleport objects over the mm-hmm. entirety of space. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. are they going to become like our new shipping which also masters? Means, which also know? means that we, it also broke, broke uh, the rule of like, you don't know what's still out there. Yeah. And so there could be more and new things. Yep. Now that we, we used to know only certain things about the force right well that's why the extended universe and i did read i read a ton of luke's stories and i even when i got out of reading the books because video games happened i turned into a video game nerd um i kept up with like the wiki and like what's going on in luke's like and there were so many great stories in the extended universe but they all branched from what was created in the trilogy and from there and now we have this as our basis and i'm like this is not a foundation I want to build the extended universe house on. Thank God Mandalorian is great and they're they're not just saying post nine, they're taking a lot of these gaps, you know, mm, row mm-hmm. one and you know, Mandalorian locate you know, it's after six, but it's not quite seven, you know, that kind of thing. There's a lot of space in there that they could fill in. Mm-hmm. And they can just make a post nine random story. But I think that my biggest complaint with the movie is what they established going forward. I mean, even the fact that we have the entire uh, First Order military, yes, they have all of these Star Destroyers, but that's Palpatine's fleet. There's, oh, and then all of a sudden, oh. we just basically, in an epilogue, you know, it's like, at, I remember, it made me think of Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. When you beat that game, the credits roll, and it scrolls through all of the areas you've been to, and everyone's partying and laughing. That's basically how they destroyed the First Order army, is that all of the whole uni- or galaxy <coughs> rose up in an epilogue scrolling across, and we just see de- Star Destroyers just falling from the sky. Like, where did these ships all come from that are decimating this fleet that has been... So occupying the whole universe. Jay, what's your thought on the final battle? Well, as far as the ships, you got to remember the Empire was huge, and when <laughs> when the Death Star fell, there were still hundreds of thousands of super destroyers spread throughout the galaxy. So I think, but you know, you can excuse a big part of that mega fleet at the end as being ships that already existed and just reassembled there, right? Yep. Um, and the, the battle was cool. They could have changed a few things. Like, uh, I loved how metal the whole Sith thing was. I mm-hmm. loved like that. It was the most metal star Wars we've had. Like yeah. that's like, you know, as, as, as much as I didn't want to bring the emperor back, 
it you know it was done well he like, knows how to put on amazing. a good concert yeah he does absolutely <laughs> absolutely you know and all the sith acolytes and stuff i, I thought that was kind of groovy because they've been hiding out somewhere i, I like that this movie wrapped up enough while opening up enough at the same time. And I do agree with having to deal with some messed up things that have been established to, to grow on from here. Um, but I think that's going to be the goal. I think they're going to take a break from movies for a while. We're going to let the Skywalker thing rest. But obviously Favreau and Filoni are now on a quest to be like, okay, you want the universe proper, we're going to build this universe proper and watch how simply we're going to do it through such a simple story with such a simple character we're going to blow your minds more than any movie has since fucking Empire right Baby Yoda is not simple Baby Yoda is cute first of all it's not he's Yoda. not talking about no, Baby Yoda there's so much Mandalorian <laughs> that if you weren't a hardcore EU fan like as brilliant as it is there's stuff flying by you that you don't even realize and then they end this off with the biggest piece of fan service in the history of Star Wars there has never, ever been a piece of fan service like the very, very end of the finale of The Mandalorian, like anything I've ever seen. They it's... basically said, you guys are right, fucking Kathleen's got to go, and this should have all been given to Dave Filoni at, at, at the start. Like, he is the gatekeeper. He is, he knows more about Star He's the one man, I may say, knows more about Star Wars than George Lucas. And mm-hmm. that's because George Lucas taught him everything he fucking knew. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, I, I, I just that's I see Star Wars taking a break from movies, and then they then they fill in all these gaps that you guys are mentioning with some shows in the Obi Wan series, and you know, and then we're gonna get into some serious Jedi shit. We're gonna get our Knights of the Old Republic, oh, and I think I, they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna do their best to try to intertwine things. So I really like the end of the movie because I thought it was well done and excited exciting i loved the movie even though nothing fit nothing works everything's wrong the nothing last battle was cool looking like, it's nothing but critique after critique but i had fun i had a blast i'm glad it's exactly. over i'm glad we can now kind of no, where did all no the... it breaks cannon where did all those resistant fighters come from okay it's easy to break rise now, but let's talk fighters. about the good things those, about that the was movie. the whole okay. fucking galaxy that was just lando and so they, they so they were just chilling during rise like that they only had those couple ships that were getting away from Snoke. Here, they, they were the last of the resistance. The resistance. That was just people. Saying. Here's Lando a good thing went about the movie. And just okay. put out an SOS in general to the whole galaxy. And, and the Lando whole calls. galaxy sent what they had. It wasn't just the resistance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. It well, wasn't well, drawn out three hours like Lord of the Rings. It was <laughs> nice and sure we didn't have to deal with it for that long. Okay. Right. Th- then how about That's how about fun. this? We have each of those Star Destroyers having cannons that are pretty much portable Death Stars. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Right? Yeah. So, we have established that Snoke is Palpatine. Well, he's, he's created. Like a clone. created. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Like so following Palpatine's what Palpatine wants. Terrible clone. Palpatine has all these Star Destroyers with Death Star guns. Why did they turn a whole fucking planet into the star case, uh, star base killer, so whatever. Isn't that because I talked about that in the last one? In the last movie, they did set forth precedents that they had just developed a planet killing cannon that could be put. But on if Palpatine was already putting these things on fucking ships, well, why did they? They weren't in the fort when they had Star Killer base in the first movie. They weren't capable of doing this, and then in the Last Jedi, they flat out laid it out and said, "Okay, we're capable of doing this now." 
I think I think the big disconnect, and this is where I think this just uh, was a delivery issue, not so much a content issue. But you got to remember that Palpatine is influencing everything, but his strategy is not to revive the Empire; it's to revive the Sith Empire. Yeah, and so yeah. he, <clears throat> the Sith Empire, only exists because of the rule of two. You have to have an apprentice, and he needed a true apprentice. Now, he was going to take Kylo Ren, but it's made obvious that he wanted Rey. He wanted his... But he wanted to know, go into yes, Rey. Yes, he wanted her body. He wanted body to take over Rey. And Rey. use that. Yes. Well, the Force. <laughs> um, you know, and that kind he, of Force I think possession. you really missed, though, with the EU thing, as far as, like, because this Emperor thing is... Like, A, it's All my biggest issue forced. because it null and voids what Vader did, and B... When you had the Yuuzhan Vong, who not only looked badass and were unique and different and original and something new and different, the Jedi couldn't touch the Force when they were around these things. Mm -hmm. Like the Yuuzhan Vong, basically, they nullified the Force when you were around. And that's a crazy awesome new obstacle to put in the Jedi's way. What? You can't feel the Force when you're fighting these guys? That's a really cool new, you know... You're just a guy now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, barrier. I thought, you know, that was one of the best things about the new Jedi Order series was them having to figure out ways around not being able to f- use the Force. Like, that's pretty hardcore, right? Meanwhile, in this one, they're like, no, let's just blow it up. Force teleportation, Force healing, let's just do it all, you know? Oh, well, yeah, Force healing. Okay, I mean, that I could actually believe is a power. Which was the day before in The Mandalorian, yeah. which I thought was really cool that they let the show establish it the day before the movie. I think to me the for, even though people I think people are kind of getting on force healing a little bit because it it got towards resurrection a little bit there at the end, mm-hmm. which changes a lot of things because if Jedi's can resurrect people then why aren't they doing that all the time? Um, but to me it seems like one of those things where you know not every Sith Lord has lightning, yeah. right? They have to learn right. that and it's a higher level level skill. To me that's force healing. Right. Mm -hmm. And it may be new, but I think maybe like it was my understanding that that was Leia's gift for a long time was that she had like healing abilities and they never came out and said it because this is the first time they've ever mentioned force healing. But to me, that would have been like that side of the story. And in the in the extended universe, yeah, they established the fact that you have specialties that people have. Uh, affinities towards certain portions of the force and I think the only piece that they really got wrong in this one that I think they got wrong is introducing the uh, the dyad Mm, element where basically they're like we have a plot point and we can use the MacGuffin which is the dyad in order to give them the power bump To do whatever it is. So I so what my takeaway from that is there. Were, I think it was a Clone Wars episode where they get into like these godlike figures that are like the balance of yes. the light and the dark. Yep. Oh, the, that's the father you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. The father, the daughter, and the, the uh, son. Yeah. So to me, that maybe that's what they were trying to go for, but really didn't. They mm-hmm. just kind of threw it in there and expected people to maybe understand what they were getting at. Yeah. And it shoehorned it in a little bit. I mean, you can. If you look in the established now canon, I mean, the father, the son, and the daughter die. And so you basically have the releasing of the Force. These are almost like uh, filters 
of the force right. through them is a planet you can't get to unless you're brought to it. Right. Um, you know, it's these creatures who are avatars of the elements of the force. You have the fathers, the kind of the balancing force. And Luke or Anakin kills them. Right. You know, they're basically they've been deleted. So there's a lot of established working canon. They've even talked about it in the movies where basically there's just no one using the force. And so there's an abundance of it, you know, right. and that's it explains away things like Kylo and Rey being kind of powerful awkwardly. Right. And I think that was fine. I think the el- the introduction of the dyad uh, as a way to give them extra things. You know, yes, it can be useful in explaining away certain force powers. And you're like, why doesn't anybody else use force teleport item? And it's like, well, they were the dyad, so, you know, <laughs> they had something special. But So, um, I mean, she's a great, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what it ends up being. She's. I do love that he gives that little, once he gets the lightsaber, he gives that little Han Solo shrug. Yeah. Like, eh. <laughs> takes out the Knights of the Ren. That was sweet. And there are, I mean, the, the fight against the Knights of the Ren was awesome. Uh, his, uh, intro, like his character is a lot better. And I actually like, even though I hate redemption stories, I love that Kylo Ren got redemption because he died. I I think that was one of my favorite parts was even though it's a little schmaltzy, it was the conversation he had basically in his own head with his father Mm -hmm. and literally, and this was 100% fan service. Ben's about to tell his father he loves him, and Han Solo cuts him off, and is like, "I know," and I'm like, "Oh." Yeah. You don't think yeah. that uh, that Leia, when she sort of, um, you know, sacrificed herself, or mm-hmm. or you know, went to like a, she basically just died immediately, right? Yeah. Right. You don't think she went and like used some power to bring actual Han Solo? Oh, no, no, I not a voice so in his head. I think that Leia's was <laughs> basically she stopped him. She whispered through the his dark side shield, I guess you could say, into his heart and basically said, "She was ben, the opening." Yeah, you know? he didn't shoot her. He didn't shoot. Uh, you know, when, when he was in the, the the cockpit of the the vehicle, and he he did not fire, and the other ones fired, and then she See, got stuck that in space. should have been the goddamn moment when they went. That was such yeah. an amazing moment when he's flying. When he didn't he can't kill do his it, mom, and then she gets shot up well, anyways. She wasn't gonna. But die. remember how she like she falls to her chair and she has a little bit of a tiny smile that he couldn't kill her, mm-hmm. and then boom, they blow up her ship. That's the perfect end to Leia. Would have been so amazing, but no, they got to force Mary Poppins her back into the ship. <laughs> and all that fucking nonsense <laughs> like but that was such a nice moment when he couldn't do it the struggle within him yeah and then he and then she like sits and smiles boom end of leia perfect but no they have everything i think the problem with these trilogies is they just kept going with the same old stuff like well even yeah. now what do we do now what happens now well like is we there had gonna be another order is there gonna be another empire like at this point if you're gonna continue on with star wars you need a bad guy who i don't think you know, is somebody new? Is well, they like, shouldn't have put the word order in their grouping. Like they went from they went from first order to from final order. Like there was no second or third order. Like let's just first and, hey, and last first and year. Last, I think this is we still may get to see the Yuuzhan Vong what because what are they going to do now? I think they're really realizing that. You know, we gotta we gotta stick with what Star Wars is, and Filoni's going to want to do that. So is Favreau. Oh. I mean, the end of the Mandalorian right. is like. I don't know. It's like a calling card to all the true fans that this is going to be okay. Oh my God. We're like, going to get from? to a point where you're happy. Trust us. <laughs> they, 
they need to take chances because every time that I thought they were going to take a chance, it just uh, mm-hmm. got you know brought back, like Chewie dying, but actually he didn't. C-3PO yeah. is getting his memory wiped, which was, holy shit, sad, but then he got it back. Oh my god, it provided so many great lines. Han Solo so. is back no, in the film as Poe, because they had to make Poe's uh, back uh, being a space runner, just like Han, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you no originality. When he met R two that he says the exact same line in the same way he did it in Phantom Menace when he first met R two. Yes, I thought that was a sweet. There was a lot of that he did service. it word for word. Yeah, you know? well, that's there's what... tons of that. That's why this movie I think made us happy in the end is because yeah. they just fucking overdid it on all that fan service loveliness that we can forgive these plot holes. Because they brought it in for just enough of a smooth landing that we can let it go. But there are too now many plot holes. This whole and see what comes next. Like who's gonna build it's the your Jedi mind? Order? It's your mindset. Because I will agree. Because I could critique better than I feel like I critique better than ninety nine percent of people because of extended universe knowledge. I've played the video games. I've played the Old Republic, so I know the establishment of the Order of yeah. Two and he's, all this stuff. But even with that critiquing, <laughs> when I go into the movie, it's like. Yes, Abrams delivered true fan service and said, I'm going to give you a... I could almost see them in the meeting basically being like, guys, we screwed up. We can't fix it. This movie would need to be four and a half hours in order for us to fix what we did. So we can't. So at the very least, let's go out with a spectacle. I'm going to spend the first 40 minutes fixing what I can in the fastest scene transitions of all time. You know, every scene is 25 seconds. And not a single star wipe. Did you notice that? I, I was a little upset that there wasn't a single <laughs> yeah. PowerPoint transition, as having recently watched the originals, and slide wipes are abused so much. But even with that, it's like the scenes were hopping, people are moving, I'm like, okay, gotta keep up, gotta keep up. And then it s- settled down a little bit. We actually got some time in some scenes with characters but um, at the end of it, it really is, this is a fan service mm-hmm. movie. It's like, we're sorry that we went out. So it's, I mean, it's like apologizing to your child. It's like, okay, I'm sorry that I was a terrible parent your entire life, but here's an Xbox One to make And how could, how come you couldn't figure out there wasn't a Santa by yourself? <laughs> it's pretty well, obvious. Think about it though. This is, there was no space battles at all in this new Three uh, trilogy. It's not Star Wars. It's Planet Wars. All of them are taking place over a planet where the other episode four, five, and six all had either a space station, whoa, Death Star, whoa, whoa, whoa. Star Destroyers you're, you're in space. About the, when the when the lady uh, shot the. Uh... Uh, that was that wasn't even a battle though. That but, was just but, them but, getting chased slowly but surely, and then her turning around and hyperdriving through Snoke's ship. That wasn't a battle. Yes, it was. Anyways, let's continue. <laughs> really though, they they you didn't get in. It starts yeah, off with Poe like attacking a, a big full of droids. You couldn't have had a self auto like an autopilot droid. Uh, <laughs> Well, well, I mean, they, they said it. it. It was with the throwaway line in this one. It was a one in a million chance. Like, yeah. okay, yeah. but also the 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 technology that they can now get people for uh, sky skipping or uh, when they go uh, through uh, yeah. light speed skipping yeah. is now on every ship for them to catch Poe in the beginning within the last year. I don't know. Like, well, said, technology, you know, 
changes. Well, that, I, I right? think you it, can create some advancement. You know, instead of those those uh, droids with the shields on them in Episode One, where the hell did they go with their technology? The destroyers. The, yes, or uh, droidekas, so they call them droidekas, right? Um, Where'd the hell that technology? Was there one in in Baba Frick's little thing? Wasn't oh, I didn't even. Just that's the thing. In the is that movie was moving so fast. <laughs> I do want to see it again and try to pay attention to they are in the like Easter eggs and stuff like that. Yeah, because uh, so I, I didn't have time yeah. to pay attention to that. Yeah. Um, I think this is this movie is perfectly. What is your mindset? Because you can critique every single scene. There is something about the scene. It's not that the movie was done poorly necessarily. It's that there was so much baggage coming into this movie that every scene is going to be attached to a negative emotion if you're a big Star Wars fan because you're like, oh, they screwed it. Every scene that Leia's in because of like what we said. Leia could have had a sweet exit. And I'm, I don't even care about the Mary Poppins force power. It's the force power, whatever. And guess what? Leia's the daughter of... Anakin Skywalker, she's going to be able to pull herself into a ship. But they removed the ability for her to go out well. They, Luke didn't go out well. He's like, ugh, the strain, I'm dead. Yeah. You know, stuff like but that. How but how about Chewie wailing? My favorite part of the whole movie was Chewie wailing when he finds out Leia died. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Oh, yeah, yeah that actually. That's when I actually shed a tear. I yeah. was like, yeah. okay, now I'm crying. Well, I did love Han Solo's when Ben said he loved him. Saying I know, yeah. Like yeah. I'm like, okay, oh. that was one of those cheesy lines that I'm like, I'm okay with because yeah. it works for and, him. And Lando still being skeevy on Leia, yeah. I loved it. <laughs> and I'm curious, so what do you guys think about where we go from here? Because they've said John Boyega mm. and Daisy Ridley, they're not going to do anymore. These characters are done, just moving on. Bullshit. I don't see how that's possible. Well, I hope, gonna, I hope they actually have a roadmap. They're going to make because you know they're, they're going to not have Jedi. She's going to be the opposite of redemption. She's going to become the new Emperor, and she's going to find Mandalorian armor and wear that. <laughs> you think it's just gonna be, they're going to combine every IP they have into a single character. <laughs> well, I wanna, the biggest hope is a new villain who's not just a Sith a or new an hope. Empire. Like, I hope it's going to be called No Hope. In a type mm. thing. I have some theories uh, that, or hopes, and just like you said, a good villain. One of the things that I feel the Star Wars trilogy fan, whatever, all of them have done is they've had villains that are calcul- pretty much the Emperor calculating he didn't necessarily know that vader was going to turn on him who would have but he wasn't just a dumb throwaway bad guy where i felt in this new trilogy yeah they were dumb throwaway bad guys they didn't feel as smart as the other ones Mm -hmm. had in the past so i hope as you said uh, they go that route (coughs) i do hope that they talk more of cloning it and not everything has to be the movies i do like some of the comic book tie-ins like after the Force Awakens, when uh, uh, CPO had uh, his uh, red arm, C three PO, what Not CPO? It's three PO. Oh. If, if you're gonna say it right, three PO. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't know where that came. Well, I was just thinking red arm. Uh, he uh, that was established within the comic books, so it kind of forced you to go to a different medium to learn that, because not everything does need to be explained within. The movies. Yeah, can we talk? The, so the at the scroll at the beginning of this movie, right? Palpatine had announced his return, right? Yeah. He did that in Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. Fortnite. Yeah. What? He, they're in Fortnite. If you want to listen to the transmission the message that he you can go to Fortnite. Yeah. The only yeah. place you could hear it was during playing Fortnite. Yep. 
They broadcast it over Fortnite. Yep. yep. So. So. Wow. <laughs> Here it is actual message. Me I have returned and all that shit. Yeah. But you gotta play Fortnite. Yep. So no, I, I'm not like gonna play Fortnite. So. It's probably you can watch on a video. I'm sure you, you can, can go on YouTube. I don't want to watch a video of Fortnite. Clip, That's what I'm saying. You know? Like fuck Fortnite. You could just you could just listen to the audio and, without having to watch somebody play yeah. Fortnite. And I'm sure some of my critiques will be explained. Maybe they go a little more into force teleporting things in comic books now probably going to be used as a mechanic in a new star wars game um i could totally see that being useful there hmm. uh but there are some other things where i don't know where how we'd ever get the answer i want to know the biggest thing for me is that knife that pointed dagger, that the, the dagger, who yeah. who made that dagger to look at the the broken death star like i thought that was an ancient dagger but it's only less than 30 years old I would think right. that that it was a dagger that would go to a temple, mm. a hidden temple, that had a legend. The, the yeah, that had <laughs> this specialized crystal to find their way to the Sith home home world, because you would think that's where it would be hidden and having an ancient dagger mark where to go. But no, it's it's just on the Death Star because we wanted to show a broken Death Star, and it just so happens to point to the little room when you pull out the little side thing. Who created that? Thing, that? That, that, that thing and why? And the then Death Star's huge. For it to point like in that way is means about probably what like uh, half a mile of radius. Or something. I, I think it's just a weird. It was just a weird choice because you need to stand in the right <laughs> spot, you know, for scale. Yeah, and you can't be you know all the way. It's down. a a weird option of like how to do it because some like you said some guy basically stood there and he said. Yeah, he held his fingers up, like the little window, like he's taking a picture. He's like, yeah, this is a good spot, and I'll make the dagger, and it'll be two inches, and you pull the thing up. And I'm going to write it in Sith speak, which there were no Sith after the well, Death Star broke, oh my so God. who made it? Great fucking point. Well, <laughs> uh, I think okay. that probably Palpatine made it, because he wants... Palpatine made it Sith to acolytes, find... He wants Sith acolytes. There were thousands of them. So they so they, so they, they went to the little Death Star, not even grabbing this What's one thing. What's the only one thing that makes sense? The only person that speaks Sith, besides 3PO. Well, so here's the thing, though. you got to remember, the Sith is a group. It is a religion. You know, there's a it's a singular word. It's like one word that can't be. It's like explaining Judaism, like right? You yeah. can be Jewish, the <laughs> or religion, or you could be. Well, we don't know yet. In <laughs> and canon, those, though, we and don't those... know what Sith necessarily means in canon. They've well, there were a lot of hooded people the there history, at the end, and it, those, none of it may fit anymore. Those hollow things, or whatever Hall they collect, yeah, with the correct collected up are breadcrumbs that were left on purpose. Yep. Right. For for. Ray to f end up where Finding she needs Palpatine. to be. Oh yeah, Destiny. because he wa he wanted her to find him. So, I th I just think it was weird because. It's but then that other person. Well, so Luke and, and Lando were searching for this magical dagger at some point. Right. I. Right. But who made again? Who made the dagger and and, and why? To why not just say hey if you you wanted Ray to come here here's the source to uh, teleport. You gotta remember, this is if also a guy who can see into the future. Right, so if you're shown the well future and it, it goes like this and the future that you want to happen looks like this, then you make it the way yep. it's supposed to happen. Make the, it so. the only time that the Emperor's ability to see the future fails is at the moment of failure. That's the only time that his vision... I mean, because you you they've talked about it in Star Wars over and over again, even in like canon, currently canon, the idea that he... Well, one, he created Anakin... Darth, well, Darth Plagueis, and uh, was able to... They, that was three days ago the story group said no. 
It's not true. Really? And it, yeah, and Palpatine had nothing to do with creating okay, Anakin. Okay, so that now it's now random. Canon. Whatever, it's random. But I hate the story group. They <laughs> fucked everything. Up. They changed how the they changed the reasons for the co- the colors of lightsabers, and I. I can't even jive at all with how they've figured that stuff out. But also, all this stuff we're talking about, and like you were saying, what are we doing about you know your point of view? It's it is like how far do you want to go with it? How much fun is it? Okay, three weeks ago I had dinner with Roger Christian, and Roger Christian was the art director on A New Hope. He was the third guy to ever ever hired to work on Star Wars. And pretty much that's probably the closest I'll ever get to somebody actually having George Lucas's phone number in their fucking pocket. But either way, one of the big things I took away from this dinner was him. Every time I got into something crazy, he'd remind me. He'd be like, remember, are you, like, would you care about any of this if you were 10? Right, and I was exactly. Like, it's a good like point. Saying, you have made to keep kids. looking at that, right? Yeah. Like this movie was made with kids yep. and teenagers in mind. Yep. So, All this stuff that we nerd out over now, they, it never crossed no. their minds no. that we would care where something came from or how it happened or, you know, it's space magic, yep. right? Like. <laughs> so when the prequels came out or started coming out, my kid had just been born. So his first Star Wars movies were the prequels. And right. he enjoys those Kids way love, more than, too, <laughs> than anyone else does because it, he, those the, were his the, first ones, just like the original more made ones. For, yeah, uh, kids. Yeah, it's specifically more for kids. Right. Look at Jar Jar. Yeah, the original movies. Like if you go back and watch them with like a critical eye, they're terrible. Yeah, terrible. Like, oh, they're awful. They're not good <laughs> movies. They're plot holes left and right. I mean, the there's a lot of stuff that they shoehorn in and then fix and <clears throat> then come back later and it's just but we love them. I think it's about picking your battles yeah. because I just finished my second playthrough of Fallen Order, which is the current latest Star Wars game out. Um, and it's just a story about a guy potentially make starting a new Jedi Order uh, after Episode Six. This is like post Episode Six, or sorry, post uh, Episode Three. So it's in the Darth Vader era of things, um, and it kind of plays into Rebels. There's some call. There's Inquisitors. There's characters you would actually see in the Star Wars Rebels, and that game is mature for uh, sure. I mean, you it's not like you know rated R and whatever the gaming is for seventeen plus. But um, the Star Wars team has to play a balance of this thing's for adults, mm-hmm. this thing's for kids. Star Wars Rebels is for kids. Yeah. You can still watch it as a Star so Wars good. fan. You still like it. It has some more mature scenes like the inter- uh, the Obi-Wan and Darth Maul interaction in the show. Um but the Star pre-teens. Wars... It's like, you know, Clone Wars was for kids and Rebels yes. is for preteens, right? They're growing up with it, right? Yep. And they're going to reset. You know, that's the thing, too, is that they're going to... Ba- they're going to. I mean, they had the another show. I forget what the other cartoon show was. Resistance um, as well. Definitely for kids. Uh, it was not nearly the story dialogue, dialogue quality of... Uh, rebels, right? Um, definitely forgets, but it's all about picking your battles because I think that was the beauty of as an adult. The looking back, at the extended universe, the extended universe could touch on those pieces because it was a book that 
wasn't necessarily mainstream like a film or now a video game or a cartoon, much more mainstream. The books, you're like, okay, I can get into some dark stuff, some mm -hmm. adult level interaction between characters, adult level dialogue, you know, more right. sophisticated plot lines and things like that. While the mainstream is the prequels, right. it's the originals, it's this true. So, what if we did this instead? What if instead of going forward, we went backwards and did Old Republic? I well, think, that's what their plan is, oh, though. Knights of the Old Republic show, man. Yeah, I can't I think even that's gonna wait. Be awesome. Yeah, I think. Yeah, nah. Do you know much about the Old Republic? They just made Darth sure. Revan canon the other day as well. Yes, they did. I did yeah. see that. Right. Yeah. Yep. So there's some crazy <laughs> shit that's could come down, and like you got like as and also like each thing for Star Wars in a way has to find its audience. If you look at the original Clone Wars movie, like the original you know animated feature that came out to yep. start the series. It was very kiddy. Oh yeah. It was like it was super kiddy, but as the series super went kiddie. on and they started yeah. to realize, hey, there's mostly teenagers and and people watching this show, we can mature it up a little bit. And if you watch from that movie to the last season, it's 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 not even the same show like, you know, because they found their vibe. Yep. And now they've been able to take those older kind of semi, you know, maybe teenage, 20-year-old, 30-year-old fans and they've been able to take the Mandalorian and tie it in in a way that just basically made Clone Wars as important as any fucking movie that has been put out. Yeah. Canon wise. Like, they, you know, and, and I was really impressed with, like, how many people that knew. Because I didn't know, like, I know a lot of Star Wars fans, but, you know, it, it gets a little muddled these days because everybody's a Star Wars fan, yeah. especially around these times. When Everyone's the movie a Marvel comes fan. Out. It's not our thing anymore. Yeah, and everybody's freaking out thing. about Mandalorian. And then the end of. The end of the finale. I'm trying not to spoil this for Tony, you dumbass. But... <laughs> He's not the only dumbass. I'm one too. What? Ha okay. He's you know, been spoiled for him though. What happens at the end though yeah. is, it. it was so mind-blowingly significant to an EU fan, whether casual or just kind of into it, that I wasn't sure if that's what they were going for. I literally couldn't believe what I was seeing with my eyes because I was like, could they? Would they? No, they wouldn't do that. Did they just do that? Holy shit. I had, I had so many questions. That was my reaction to the end of The Mandalorian, the show that awesome. is all of a sudden the number one show, you know, blah, blah, blah. And even if you're not a Star Wars fan, everybody's loving this show is the best thing ever. They, but to make that the very last scene. That's a that very like, specific shout out to a very specific group of fans. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Which was, is, was, was like, up in, um, like I say, I couldn't Rogue even believe one? that they went ahead and did that on Dark screen. Paper. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tony, I hope you're just like, what are they talking? About? I, I, I really can't wait to watch the last it's, episode. I have, like, I have so many questions. Here's the thing, though, Tony, have you watched the Clone Wars or Rebels at all or Clone Wars? Uh, I've seen only a couple. I've okay, you I've won't read even know. More. That's what's great is you'll see what we're talking about and not even know what the shit's going on. <laughs> you'll be like, that's cool. But yeah. <laughs> you, I guess you'll you'll say, oh, that's cool. But you won't know the significant weight okay. of it. Right. Well, see, so like I, I also though will read up on things to yeah, know more the of the. I've read some books and stuff, which you obviously have to. there's too much. Now that it exists, there's going to be blogs for days about yeah this oh, very thing. Well, sure. yeah, that's I all. Guess. I will have to watch yeah. it before looking up any There'll be like ads on the side. It's like what's the significance of this? <laughs> <laughs> now, I can I can I ask you guys if uh, what you think of a few things here? I want to know because this is like Mandalorian is five years after Jedi. Yep. Luke is out there. Yep. Luke is building his academy. 
as we speak, the Jedi have returned. Do you think there's any possibility, considering in The Rise of Skywalker, we saw a flashback of Luke and Leia training together, which was so, so, so wonderful to see. Mm -hmm. Do you think Luke steps in? Do you think they maybe do a quick Mark Hamill de-aging? and stick him Ooh. in to the Mandalorian at some point. I don't uh, see he, he, how with what happened. Mark Hamill happened, called this uh, a like money falling on your doorstep. He he didn't like he didn't like how everything went. Um, with Mandalorian? Uh, no, no, with, with, um, no, with, with all the Star Wars stuff. with the movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. He didn't yeah. agree with any of it like and he didn't he also thought that George uh, disagreed with it as well. But um I I I think that he would just be like he would be honored to like do this one thing real quick and then be done with it, but I don't think that he really so wants to be a part of it anymore. In The Mandalorian, it's clear that they're existing in a space where people don't really know who the Jedi are anymore, yeah, or what the Force it, is. It, it makes right. me think of episode uh, four, where you first see the encounter with Han Solo, he's like, ah, that's just a bunch of fooey, it's, you know, hokey religions. And yeah. Well, that was still in... wiped shit out quick, though, didn't <clears> they? That was an episode... In only 30 years, Jedi's go from being this huge presence to being a myth in only 30 years. Yeah. Seems quick. Yeah. I think I, I would probably yeah. go with a propaganda, that's, empire that's propaganda. That's very yeah. much like yeah. the Nazi-ish sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. De re the delete empire. all the books and yeah. all the temples. Yeah. And, Erase I mean, that, everything. In the comics and stuff, that is part of Darth Vader's, like, wipe out the Jedi. It's not just kill the Jedi. Yeah, it's eliminate true, true. Yeah. the thought of them. And so yeah. you you know that uh, I mean Darth Vader's own lieutenants think the Force is just whatever. Right. Yeah. It's so good that he's like, let me remind you with a little uh, Force choke that this isn't just a religion, <laughs> like bro. Choking. Um, but harder, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I I do think what? that what? there's an opening for um, like you know maybe he Jedi comes to and, get whatever this baby Yoda's actual name ends up being. Uh -huh. Maybe he comes to get him and... Jeff. Jeff. Maybe he comes to get Jeff. Jeff thought it was Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jeff's like, nah, son, I'm gonna hang out with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and this is their leaves. chance to get Sebastian Stan in there as a middle-aged Luke Skywalker. Oh, <laughs> yes. I really want to see. I'm sorry, man. Every time I see them de-age Mark Hamill now in the past few, it is him. He's like, he looks even more like Stan Smash. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. oh my god, use the fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I, think I think that would be cool though, because I, in that for me personally, the coolest stories were always Luke yeah. Skywalker Jedi Academy stories. Yeah. Yes, like who's gonna start it now? Like, so Ray's out there. How are you, like I don't get how we're gonna ignore the fact that this super powerful Jedi is out there somewhere in the galaxy, and what we're gonna get somebody else to start a Jedi Academy, right. or is all of a sudden one day a Jedi gonna show up and be like, oh, don't it's worry, I'll screen. Ray's been training me yes, for years. No, exactly. Finn's gonna start it. It's the little kid with the broom. Because he's got the force. He's well, actually that sensitive. was a theory. You know how he meets he's Finn meets sensitive. the other stormtroopers who are who have also mutinied uh, Lando's daughter and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They uh, there's a theory that that they will be because they're apparently the reason they were all able to break through the stormtrooper program is that they were all force sensitive. So maybe that's the group that starts the new academy. But still, someone's got to teach them. Ray's got the text right. She's yep. got the text hidden off somewhere, unless, you know. But again, Finn said, like, John Boyega wasn't going to do anymore. I'm just really curious, because we... That's one thing Jedi, that I, I, I really I like. I care about like. the Jedi. I came into Star Wars as a kid through the comics, through the books, 
and because I was obsessed with the Jedi Order. I didn't care about the movies when I was young. Like I saw, like when I was six, I saw Jedi. Like everyone else, had my X-wing, had my speeder bike toy, had my Power of the Force lightsabers, which I have four of now. It's like all of that, you know, was great. But when I really discovered my true, deep, passionate love for Star Wars was when I started reading these books and these comics. So you can't keep going in a Star Wars galaxy without Jedi. I just I don't see where you're gonna go. You know? That was one of the things. Uh, same uh, with what you just said about reading up of having more Jedi than just Luke from the original movies. Is how I got into all this. Was like mind blowing. Like I could possibly be a Jedi, or these people could, or there's different levels of Jedi. And as Linz had said, that kid that had the broomstick. What I loved most yep. about that moment was showing. There are other people in the universe that are force sensitive. Uh, the Rogue One, when they sh the um, I am it, the force. The force is with me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he was. You you can't lie. He was force sensitive. He didn't have Jedi powers per se. So I can believe that Finn also low level has it, and sure, they don't need sure. to explain it. They don't need to do anything. I just get it, and I that's one of the things I did appreciate about the movie is kind of just having that in there and i don't need to did know I, what he was going to tell did you guys ever Ray? read the book i jedi no so no it's an amazing book it's about this guy it takes place afterwards it's like uh later days of uh luke's new jedi academy the new order and uh he's like a corellian pilot and basically his grandfather was a jedi and this guy finds out his heritage he finds out his history and he decides to become a jedi like his grandfather and his grandfather's name was kieran hallison so he takes the same name and he's kind of trying to help and he meets luke and he starts kind of trying to help bring back the good name of the jedi that's what this whole book about but the cool thing about this guy is he has zero uh like uh telekinetic force powers so he can't move anything with his mind. He can't manipulate physical objects at all. But he is crazy powerful with, like, the mind tricks. Mm. So that's where his balance. He has had to learn to work around being in the academy and not able – he couldn't lift a single rock, right? Uh -huh. So he's, he's sitting around with these other students one day, and they're all lifting rocks and doing the whole thing. And then another student sees his rock start to come off the ground. And they're like, holy shit, did you figure it out? And he's like, nope. And then you realize that there's a colony of ants coming up underneath the rock, building like a like a stand and like lifting the rock into the air. That's so cool. he discovers he's that he basically can <laughs> So he can, he discovers he can basically control any living thing's mind, but he can't do anything telekinetically. Yeah. So there's these and I, it was a really fascinating story. I highly recommend the book. But he has to go through this struggle of finding out what kind of Jedi he has and what mm. powers are what, because he always feels like he's not powerful because he can't move anything like other Jedi. And then he realizes, oh wait, I'm ten times as powerful yeah, when it sure. comes to this shit. I would right? much rather have mind control than telekinesis. It's a super cool book. It's called I Jedi, and it's it's amazing. One of the things I with this concept of like the Jedi, I'm I see I most look forward to the old Republic stuff because having played. Knights of the Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic yeah. 2, Star Wars The Old Republic, yeah, all these stories. This is a universe where both Jedi and Sith are well-established mm -hmm. forces. And these are, yeah. you know, Jedi that are some, somewhat close to the origination of the Jedi and Sith. This singular planet 
and you've got established story of this one planet and they split sides you know over an argument you have gray jedi you know this kind of neutral power where they're like i use a little bit of the dark a little light both are good you have a lot of options for exploring the jedi nature there's tons of jedi and if you're doing the the old republic there's tons of sith i mean uh it's just these two great, rule of two yeah, yeah these great empires and um you also have it's not just a jedi is a guy with the connection of the force it is this it's that people have specializations there's force healers there's force you know telekinetics there's force all you know all these different aspects you have the warrior you have the um peacekeeper or like the ambassador you you know each jedi has like a role in the mm -hmm. whole thing and so you can expand that you can make an entire show just about right. the jedi you right. know and you can make a drama if you wanted out of what's happening inside of the jedi academy and all that jazz <coughs> yeah sure well jay i don't know anyone that is more knowledgeable than you Oh, there's many. Trust me. Well, <laughs> I, I, don't I don't know yeah, I don't know them. <laughs> Not that you know. Sure, I'll go with that. <laughs> um, I do appreciate uh, taking the time to chill with us on this uh, day of back and forth of was this a good movie, was this not? And I, I, I still think it was a good movie from the turd sandwich that they had of this new trilogy. There's a lot of things wrong. There's some cool things right. If I could go back in time, I'd tell myself not to watch it just because I feel like this weird post-movie depression. <laughs> like, what's, what is life now like, that I've gotten know. all the answers I want? And There's still more Mandalorian. There's Mandalorian, sure, but that's never Thank really Thank God for Werner Herzog. That's all I have to say. Yes. Holy shit. I'm still fucking in shock that they did that. Like, every time I think about it, I'm like, did, did that really <laughs> miss still... Movie now. Oh my God. God, it's like, it's it's good. It's good. It got me out of my seat. And I love I love too that we've talked so much about it. And Tony, having not watched Clone Wars, he's gonna be like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> looks pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, like I said, Jay, thanks again. Um, yeah. I do. My pleasure. Always an honor to to get to hang out with you guys. In a one word sentence, how would you do a review on the movie? word sentence well not no a one one sentence review yeah one word sentence um, would just i be would say uh, it was the star wars movie we wanted not necessarily the star wars movie we needed mm. if that makes sense yep, that's flipping, total the, makes sense. flipping the batman trope <laughs> makes sense <laughs> you know it's it, uh, overall, I mean, I think it brought a lot of. I think it ended things nicely, but obviously, we're we're having a great conversation about it, and that's that's the big part for me, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, till next time, stay thirsty for more Star Wars talking. Yeah, there'll be a lot. Yes, to come. and and, and uh, check out this fine, fine podcast as well as many, many other fine podcasts at www.poipodcast.net, Points of Interest Podcast Network. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to. Well say. done, thank you. <laughs> Stay thirsty for more plugs. <laughs>